Welcome to the Nittany and Badger Big Ten Football Podcast. On today's episode, we will recap another interesting week around the Big Ten. We will also discuss the four teams who have separated themselves from the rest of the pack as we finish out the first month of the season. Let's go! Uh, welcome in to the Nittany and Badger. Uh, my name is Shane Lunnan, the host. Uh, joined by my co-host this evening, Corey Heineman. How you doing tonight, Corey? All right. How are you? Uh, not bad. Um, sorry for your loss. We'll get right into it. Yeah. It was a rough. It was a rough game for the Wisconsin Badgers. They took one on the chin and then some against Ohio State, fifty-two to twenty-one in Columbus Saturday night. Probably not much to talk about on from the Badgers side of things, but uh, go ahead, Corey. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> There's really not a whole lot to say, really. I mean, we got stomped, but I, there's not not really any chance we we're ever going to win that game. So I'd marked it a loss since the schedules basically came out. So not a huge issue. I mean, it was a lot uglier than you hope it would be, especially on national TV. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll take it. Move on. And like I said, we're never going to win it. Sucks that Cundiff got injured. Yeah, but, that was rough. Yeah. Beyond that, I mean, we were just overmatched in every aspect. Mertz, still still not that great. Still pretty shaky. Defense, I guess, thought we were all right. But uh, definitely Ohio State showed we had some serious issues that needed to be taken care of. I don't know. Loss. It was going to be a loss either way. So whether it's like they say on uh, Fast and Furious, whether you lose by an inch or a mile, still a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought they would show up a little bit, you know, do a, do a little bit more than what they did. I mean, it was it was over real quick. I mean. Oh, yeah, 21 nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. And then very early in the second, 28 nothing is yeah, all over. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I mean, and Wisconsin couldn't do anything. Their first, their first three drives were an interception and two punts, <laughs> and then Ohio State what had their first four drives were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you? <laughs> I, I I thought the Wisconsin defense was a little bit better than that, but I think uh, they've just had to replace a lot more, and I don't I don't know if they're you know. All of Wisconsin, you know, I mean, what? Yeah, the secondary was beat up a little bit. I mean, not that even having the starters would have did anything different, but it was a little beat up. The linebacking play definitely wasn't normal Wisconsin standards for linebackers. Um, I don't know. Ohio State just has so many weapons and so many studs on the offensive line that the defensive line was never going to really do much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. The, that's what I was trying to get at. The linebackers played all all this year. I think Wisconsin. It doesn't seem like a typical linebacker core for for yeah. the Badgers. Um, Some new guys, um, other than Herbig. So. Yeah, it's a rough rough night. All I mean, it's hard to take. That's that's kind of one of those games you just you know look at the tape or maybe just burn the tape and never look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> There's not yeah. much to take away. Yeah, you um, don't really learn anything other than Ohio State's really good. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, that's that's the biggest takeaway is the Buckeyes are by far the class 
of the Big Ten, which we knew going in that didn't, you know, that yeah, was it solidified it, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the only other, you know, I did have a question for you because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Does this put more fire under Paul Chris um, on his seat? Um, I think you should definitely wake up Chris McIntosh. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty obvious the distance between any sort of national title hopes and where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And it seems to have gotten a lot further over the years than it was, say, back in 2017. So, yeah, I think it should. I don't know if it will, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, you you have what's going on with, um, you know, the Nebraska coach, coaching search is what we talked about beforehand and how, uh, you know, that they might get antsy there with the defensive coordinator. I think it's a little more safe now after that showing Jim Leonard and his uh, – defensive unit head yesterday maybe yeah but, <laughs> but the overall yeah i mean yeah. the overall work he's still a good defensive coordinator i think overall right. and he's an up and come you know he's young and and so at some point he's going to get a head coaching job yeah um so people are going to get an- the fans are going to get antsy and like saying have we reached the peak under chris can leonard take us further or somebody else take us further along i don't i don't know yeah, I think it's definitely a plateau. I don't see us getting any better, but it could also be on the backside of the plateau. We could get even get worse with them if things stay the same. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna take a lot now to win eight games. Yeah, I mean, the West is completely wide open. I mean, well, I mean, we we were gonna talk a little bit about Minnesota, but anybody could beat anybody. You know what I mean? That that yeah. that West like. Yeah, Minnesota looks like the best right now, but anybody can win there. So Wisconsin, yeah, they've lost. Uh, they've lost their first conference game now. Um, obviously, the playoff is out of question, but they could still uh, win the. They could still win the West and get to the Big Ten championship game. That's still ahead of them as long as they they win out. They can't lose anybody. They can't yeah, lose any other game. I mean, now with. The- the team's not looking dominant in any shape or form. So, I mean, now I even have to be worried about Illinois, Purdue. Yeah. Those were easy W's to mark at the beginning of the season, but now they're going to be a battle. Yep. I guess uh, we'll see what lies ahead. But uh, yeah. I think something that, that we've you know talked about that in week one, which you are week two. Sometime on this podcast, we talked about Paul Chris. Uh, seat and what what could happen so it's just something we'll continue to talk about i think as the year progresses that was week two after that washington state loss yeah that was it and then yeah you surprised me yeah (laughs) washington state i mean they look a little bit legit they lost to oregon but it's close game uh they had that game and you know kind of oregon scored 29 unanswered or you know 29 not 29 on the answer, 29 points in the fourth quarter to, to win that game. So it was yeah, uh, actually see the end. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy game. So yeah, Washington State was holding it. So I could almost beat Oregon. Uh, kind of a weird year so far, but yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with Wisconsin. But yeah, that one's, they got to just put that loss behind them and, and move yeah. on to next week against Illinois. All right. Well, uh, my game against uh, Central Michigan, Penn State, uh, they took care of business 33 14. But it was a sloppy game. Uh, there were some positives out of it. Um, 
you know, uh, Katron Allen, the other freshman uh, running back, he, they got two of them. Uh, he had a good game, uh, 111 yards, a touchdown. Uh, he seems to be like him and Nick Singleton have like, they have dick- different at- attributes to contribute. Um, Allen seems like the guy you can rely on to get constant yards, um, which is, is good. Whereas Singleton's like that home run hitter um, that has the speed. Um, but it, b- both are really good running backs. Um, so that that's good. Yeah, I think um, they'll be fine with their end game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm, you know, finally it took us, I saw a stat that said 11, we had, a, we've had 11, 11 touchdowns this season on the, on the ground and all of last season, they had 11 touchdowns. Oh, so nice. I, I think that's definitely improvement. It's been a, it's been a um, positive sign this year. And then the, uh, Tight end Brenton Strange, he had a really good day. He only had 42 yards on five catches, but he had two touchdowns. Um, so that that was good, and you can you can tell his blocking has improved over um, from last season. So that's helped the offensive line as well, um, and the and the run game. Um, so, but Clifford had an off day. He started off hot. He was eight for eight, but then in that second quarter, he started doing that old Clifford thing, where throwing off the back foot or just zeroing in on one receiver and you know, Central Michigan, they were up 14 nothing early. Penn State was. And then, you know, uh, they scored two touchdowns to make it 14 up. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, again, we've said it before. Sometimes Penn State just disappears for a couple drives, you know, two or three drives in a row where they're not doing anything. And it, it's going to burn them eventually if they don't, you know, they're it's, it's going to burn them in, in, in a future game against a better opponent. They can do those kinds of things against Central Michigans and Ohio's and whatever, but they can't do yeah. it against an Ohio State, can't do it against Michigan, and doesn't look like they can do it against Minnesota either. Yeah, um, again, early in the second quarter, just lacked urgency. Yep. We're able to luckily pull it together again right at the end of the quarter. Yeah. Seems yeah. to be the standard. But yeah, like you said, you can't do that kind of stuff against Ohio State. Yeah, can't can't let your foot off the gas. If you if you build a lead like that, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the defense they played well again. They gave up a lot through the air, but and they gave up a few long third down conversions. But credit to Central Michigan too; they were making some spectacular catches, like some one-handed grabs, some grabs they shouldn't have been that were low, and they just went off the ground and got it. Um, but overall, I thought the defense played well, and plus they got four turnovers. Yeah, Again, I was going to say, giving yeah. up yards is one thing, but uh, forcing turnovers definitely helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, And it wasn't just like Central Michigan making mistakes. Yeah, okay, a turnover is a mistake, but it was Penn State forcing them to do it. You know, the blitzing was getting to them, throwing a bad throw, you know, and, and picking it off, and, and they, you know, got in there, and they were ripping at the ball to try to get forced to fumbles and things. So... Yeah, yeah, that's that's a force, you know, they're forced turnovers. So they're a very aggressive defense. So yeah, they can give up a lot of yards. That's the typical style of a Manny D- Manny Diaz defense is that he he will give up a lot of yards, but his defense is going to go aggressive and get after the ball and that's what they do. So Was he the guy at Miami that had the turnover chain that started? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we so don't have that. It's all about the turnovers. Yeah, he hasn't brought the turnover t- chain to Penn State. <laughs> probably a good thing uh, yeah but uh they they go after the ball the aggressive play is definitely there but overall not their best game uh but when you look at other teams look look at arkansas and look at oklahoma two top 10 teams that went down oklahoma 
uh, lost to an unranked Kansas State now is ranked in uh, after I looked at the AP poll today. But um, yeah, so you, it's always good to have a win, it, it, you, no matter yeah. how how you look at it. They have some things to clean up before the rest of Big Ten play starts next week. But overall, got to be satisfied with a 19-point win. Yeah, and like you said, Clifford didn't have the game of his life, but he also didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. If you have a bad game with zero interceptions, it still gives your team a good chance to win. Yeah. That his pick six at Purdue was his only turnover his only interception and the team's only turnover uh so far this year. So they are well ahead well ahead on the turnover ratio. Yeah. Um which is which is a good thing. All right. So yeah, uh Penn State will get back at it next week against Northwestern. <laughs> Back in the Big Ten play, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, so some other games to discuss. Uh, let's talk about, we've talked a little bit, Minnesota. Uh, they really took it to Michigan State at East Lansing. Uh, Gophers won 34-7. Um, they just had they had over 500 yards. They controlled the clock. Uh, they controlled it for over 42 minutes, which is insane. So even when Sparty had the ball, they barely had the ball. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're and then Gophers, uh, the Gophers offense just shredded uh, Spartan defense. I mean, I don't know. We've talked about it before. Spartans have like they really have no secondary. I don't know what they're doing. Tanner Morgan, I mean, he looked great. I mean, he is a decent quarterback, but they made him look better with everything. Everything he threw, it was a it was a catch. He had yeah, even. Oh, sorry. He yeah. even looked a little bit better than Penix. They made Penix look like an all-star, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had three touchdown passes and three incompletions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just – he had a great game. And then when they have um, a good run game, too. I mm. mean, right now, Minnesota is definitely by far the best team in the West. And could they compete with uh, Michigan and Ohio State? Uh, we don't know that yet. And we won't find out if they win the West. Maybe we'll find out. But they're not – they don't have either of those teams on the schedule. Uh, they will play Penn State, but they already got rid of one of those supposed East powers um, and took it to them um, in their own house. So they'll they'll have another tough road uh, ahead in later in October against Penn State. But right now, uh, Minnesota is a really good team. I think. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, for you <laughs> being a Badger fan, I know that's not pleasant, uh, but. He's uh, PJ Fleck is rowing the boat. Yeah, was actually, I mean, I thought Michigan State would have shown a little more life than this, but I don't know. They're gonna have some issues there. They're no running game at all. Oh yeah, yeah. They, Jalen they, Berger four carries, thirteen yards. Not gonna cut it. Nope. Yeah, they had as a team they had thirty eight on the ground. That's <laughs> yeah. four and only 14 attempts. Like I said, they like Minnesota suffocated. They did not, they controlled the whole game. They didn't have, mm. you know, and even I think it was, uh, what were they are up? I think at halftime. Well, yeah. Minnesota was up big at halftime. 17, nothing. Yeah. 17, nothing. But Michigan state got the ball and then they got it all the way down inside the Minnesota, you know, and goal to go. And then they turn it over. So, yeah, they could have got back in the game and maybe made it 17-7 and then gave Minnesota a little bit, you know, a little bit of momentum, uh, yeah. take back some of that momentum, and then it just all went away after they fumbled the ball. So, yeah, it's just not a – yeah, 
Spartans just did not show up at all, and they have a lot of problems. It's not just the defense that's given up a lot of – it's their offense. They're too one-dimensional, um, and uh, they just didn't have a good game. Uh, yeah, they're going to have a real rough time getting to eight wins too. Yeah. They want to do that. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Peyton Thorne, he had a bad game. He had no touchdowns, uh, two, uh, two interceptions. And so you don't have a running game. You don't have pass game. You're going to yeah. start looking like Iowa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Iowa won. So, uh, but yeah, let's look at their schedule. Hey, they got a tough one at Maryland coming up. And then Ohio State comes into East Lansing on October 8th. And then they got Wisconsin. And yeah, that's then Michigan. Yeah, this is a tough stretch coming up for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to have a lot of issues. If they lose two or three of those games, it's going to look pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to get turned around quick. Uh, but I don't know what they can do. I think we said it last week. What can they do with their secondary midseason to make it? I mean, it's just as bad as it was last year. Yeah. I mean, you have any kind of competent quarterback in the in the conference, and they're going to just pick you apart. doesn't matter who it is. Um, so, yep. So, Minnesota, they are a really good team. Speaking of other good teams, Michigan, uh, they had a really good game against uh, Maryland. Uh, Maryland actually hung in there all four quarters, but in the end, the Wolverines won 34-27. Um, didn't help Maryland uh, that they fumbled the opening kickoff right on the their own 10-yard line, and then Michigan scored on the first play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's a that, that was sent, yeah, it was sending them back early. Um, but they hung in there. They even took the lead in the second quarter. They had. Late into the second quarter, they were up 13-10. But um, Michigan got a a touchdown right before the halftime. Um, And and after that, it was all Michigan. But Maryland hung in and hung in. Uh, They seemed to answer most of the scores, but couldn't couldn't get a stop and then a score on their own end. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. And Blake Corum ran all over them, 243 yards. he was he was their go-to uh, workhorse. Thirty carries, two forty-three, um, the two touchdowns. So, yeah. Uh, Wolverine... Turnovers again for Maryland. Two killed him. Two interceptions. Yeah. Fumble. Yeah, that you you can't do that. You you start beating yourself. You can't do that when you're on the road against a top five team. Yeah, everything has to be perfect. Um, so. Yeah, the Wolverines do need to fix some things on defense. Like I said, Maryland was able to move the ball at times, uh, a lot of the a lot of the game, um, and this was really the start of Mi- Michigan's season because they have not, you know, played anybody to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they have some things to work on, um, but I think Maryland is better than we thought. But like we said, the turnovers are just killer. Um, clean that up, and they're going to win some games in this conference. I think they're going to yeah. be. They might finish ahead of Michigan State, and they're going to get their chance to beat Michigan State this week. So it's possible. FAU at Purdue. Uh, the Boilermakers won twenty-eight twenty-six. Uh, they had a uh, Aiden O'Connell was in. Uh, he was injured, so they had backup quarterback Austin Burton. He was a transfer from UCLA. He came in and he did pretty well. He threw three touchdowns, uh, one interception. But the uh, run game got going a little bit. Uh, Dylan Dowling had over 100 yards. 
Uh, they ran for 188 as a team. Um, this was a win that the Boilermakers had to have. Uh, they couldn't go down, lose another close game, and, and go one and three. Um, so it was a it was a good win for them. I know against Florida Atlantic, yeah. you you'd want to beat them a little bit more than they did, but you know, uh, they got a win, and that's important. Yeah, that's the only worrying factor I have is, yeah, I mean, Florida Atlantic, you're winning by two points. It's uh, you're gonna face a lot better teams in the Big Ten than Florida Atlantic, so you gotta kind of button some things up for sure. Yeah, but with both... your backup quarterback, you know, it's not like you said, you got you got your win out of it with your backup quarterback, so you just take that and call it good. Yeah, I didn't see what o'connell's injury is like if it's going to be anything long term i assume it's he could be back you most of the time coaches unless they're a season ending injury they don't say much about injuries so uh assuming he will be back at some point and they're yeah they're going to need him but having uh the backup get the get the win is solid he could have came in there and looked terrible and they could have struggled uh but they ended up winning and that was important for him uh so they will get uh, who do they have next on their schedule? They play Minnesota, so good luck, Purdue. Um, they're going to Minnesota next week. Uh, that will be a tough game for the Boilermakers. But, like I said at the beginning, this is a wide-open West division. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, we'll see if there's any hangover for Minnesota from the pretty big win at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And then you had kind of a wake-up call here for Purdue, so we'll see what happens. Yep. Then the last game uh, we'll discuss, uh, Miami, Ohio, went into Ryan Field and beat Northwestern 17-14. to 14. Oh, boy, was Northwestern. That's not good. <laughs> that is not good. Northwestern's uh, defense played better. They just, you know, uh, just gave up. You know, just the field goal at the very end. They, they, the Red Hawks had the last, um, last second drive to kick the game-winning field goal. Um, but Northwestern also beat themselves, turned over the ball twice. Can't yeah. do that. Turnovers um, didn't really get a running game established. Yep. They threw a lot of passes and you know got chunks of yards. I think looks like Kalinsky had 232 yards, but in didn't get in the end zone. You know. You yep. got to get it in the end zone when you're in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, it just – could Pat Fitzgerald be on the hot seat? I know we said he'll never be fired, but um, this could be uh, another really bad season for Northwestern. Yeah. I don't think he uh, has any worry about being fired, but he's probably going to want to turn it around. This year's going to be kind of a loss already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they lost to Duke. Southern Illinois and now Miami, Ohio. All one score games. So it's like the Scott Frost uh, jinx. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Northwestern's gonna have a really looking at the rest of their schedule, they're gonna have a tough time finding any wins. They gotta play Penn State, Ohio State. Uh I mean, they'll get up for that last game of the season against that's a rival Illinois, but Illinois is not I don't, you know, I think it's better than Northwestern right now. There are, yeah. they're going to be underdogs in every single one of their games remaining, just looking at it. Yeah. So, going to be tough for them to. Uh... Yeah, their only 
really chances for wins are going to be road games, you know, at Maryland, at Iowa, at Purdue. And then the finally that last game is going to be a home game against Illinois, but yeah, it's not looking good. Three wins would probably shock me. It's crazy that they beat Nebraska, but that shows how bad Nebraska is. Yeah. Of course it was in Ireland, you know, funky game. Uh, all right, so let's get to power rankings this week, and they are a mess outside of the top four. So you're probably going to disagree with some of these, but I really didn't uh, know where to put any of them. Honestly. I had already come in <laughs> with the idea that it's only worth ranking the top four, and then you just put other for all the rest. <laughs> yeah. All that... the teams are pretty bad. No one ever looks good for more than one game in a row. Yeah, there's... It's really a mess. So we'll start at the bottom. Nebraska, of course, they didn't play this week, so I guess it's a win for them. (laughs) Uh, I found this interesting, though. We talked a little bit about it. Kansas State went into Oklahoma last night and and won. Uh, But Adrian Martinez, Nebraska's uh, former quarterback there, he was killing it last night. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I saw some runs that he had that were just crazy. Yeah. Insane. And boy, Nebraska wonders what what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. Nebraska will get back on track. Uh, this or they'll get back to playing this week. I think they go into Bloomington, or they host. No, I think they host Indiana this week. Oh, yeah! Don't get me started on Indiana. All right, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, so next is Northwestern. They're not going to move anywhere. And then Indiana is not going to move anywhere. Yeah, what happened to your Hoosiers, Corey? Yeah, I, don't, I was just going to say, <laughs> if I pick it for stock up, it doesn't look good for the rest of the season for them. So, <laughs> so far, I've got Nick Singleton and Indiana. So we'll see. Hopefully, I didn't jinx Singleton. Oh, you know, he did have an off game yesterday. Yeah, no. But he, he wasn't terrible. He just did, wasn't as good as he had been the previous two weeks. But yeah, yeah. Indiana, uh, they got behind early against Cincinnati and just, they, you know, Cincinnati was just too much. They tried, I think what happened with the Hoosiers is they, they played too many close games and they were living, living on the edge and it, it finally caught up to them. Yeah. Cincinnati's a good, still a good team. They're not like last year. But they're still a good team. Yeah, it's probably down on them too much. Without Ritter, it's never impressed with them. But yeah, they're still all right. And next, uh, Rutgers. They lost to Iowa. Gave up two defensive touchdowns. No kidding, it's Iowa. Um, but yeah, they're not that good. Uh, three and one still. But now they got to go into Ohio State. So probably going to be three and two next week. And sitting right where they are in the power rankings. Yeah, they're not very good. I mean, they had Iowa at home. And, yeah, the game was never really even that close. No, no. I mean, a better team than Iowa would have, you know, scored more than one offensive touchdown right, that game yeah. away earlier than it should have been. But, yeah, I don't think Rutgers ever was in that game much. No. Um. Michigan State is next at number 10. I punished them the most this week. They just are terrible. Uh, Offensively, no identity. Defensively, they have no secondary. Yeah. Um, They'll beat teams with bad quarterbacks, but anytime a good quarterback rolls into town or they have to go anywhere that has a good quarterback, it's going to be game over. 
I don't even know if it's just good. I think it could be serviceable quarterback. They might tear well, up that secondary. <laughs> we'll see when uh, Wisconsin goes there with Mertz. Yeah, oh, okay. If Wisconsin <laughs> wins that game, then you're right. Serviceable yeah. quarterbacks, too. <laughs> and then I moved Iowa up a spot this week. So congrats, Iowa. You moved uh, to the ninth spot, but you're really not that impressive. Um, and then Wisconsin at number eight. I moved down two spots. I mean, they're probably better than that, but I did punish yeah. them for losing to Ohio State. I mean, they already have two losses, so yeah, questionable. I, I, I kept Maryland the same because out of all this bunch, 5 through 14, I was actually most impressive with, impressed with Maryland. Uh, even in yeah. a loss, I thought they kept up with Michigan pretty well. Uh, j- just shot themselves in the foot, and you just can't do that on the road. Yeah, I don't think they would beat Wisconsin, but also uh, they're still playing better right now for sure. Yeah, so they're they're at number seven, and I really don't think Purdue is the sixth best best team in the Big Ten, and I don't think Illinois is the fifth best team in the Big Ten. But that's really like I didn't know where to put them. Where? Cause, uh, yeah, I mean, they won games. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could have put Iowa up there, I guess, at number seven, uh, but I'm just not impressed. I I, I feel like no. Maryland's been more impressive, even in a loss, than Iowa was in a win. Yeah, one offensive <laughs> touchdown. You're not going to get those defensive touchdowns against good teams, so yeah, your offense need you got to figure it out. Exactly, exactly. So that brings to the top four. Probably could figure it out by now. I did move down Penn State after a not so impressive win but they won but i was more impressed with minnesota so i moved minnesota up a spot so i flipped those two um and then ohio state and michigan are number one and number two yeah it is a good call because minnesota is probably closer to michigan than uh penn state's close to michigan so i'd say number three is a good spot for them yeah right now uh i mean it seems like these four in general have separated themselves, although I think Ohio State is – there's a gap between Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan and Minnesota are probably close together, and then Penn State might be right below that. Yeah. Um, but compared to the rest of the conference, Penn State's above everybody else. Yeah, you got um, Ohio State one, Michigan and Minnesota probably 2A, 2B, mm-hmm. Penn State three, and then from Illinois down – could be a thousand doesn't matter (laughs) none of those teams are very good yeah it's i will see we'll see how the it's going to be interesting i don't minnesota looks good right now but i'm not completely sold you know what i mean just based on history to see what happens you know in the rest of the conference maybe somebody else in the west will wake up wisconsin purdue somebody i don't know uh it's going to be interesting but um, right now, Minnesota is definitely a step ahead of everybody else in their division, and they are not too far behind Michigan, the way they've looked in the first four weeks. All right, our next segment is stock up, stock down. Corey, who do you have for your stock up pick this week? I'm going to go with the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes defense for my stock up. Uh, they outscored the offense yet again. It's pretty impressive in itself. but I just think uh, as far as the Big Ten defenses outside of, like, Ohio State that are supposed to be good, 
Wisconsin and Iowa. Iowa looks more legit than Wisconsin right now. Yeah. Yeah, and they might be able to contain Michigan this week. I mean, they won't be able to score anything on them. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah I think they'll still have trouble winning any big games, but they'll, they'll be able to stay in the games, I guess, for the most part. But, yeah, if you're only going to score one touchdown, you're not going to win a lot of games. Yeah, but their, their defense is legit. Um, mm-hmm. Not only one of the better defenses in the country, actually. I mean, they're just playing really well, and that – you know, just like last year, but I think they might even be better than last year. That's the crazy thing. Like, but their offense took an even further step back. So as a team, how's it? It's kind of a wash. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is what happens when uh, the coordinator's not the coach's son. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it helps. Yeah, uh, my stock up pick is Tanner Morgan. Uh, as I said, he had three touchdown passes and only three incompletions. So I was pretty impressed with him. I'm sure he's happy to have Kirk Scirocco back as his offensive coordinator. He seems to have, you know, adjusted back to that and, and got back to that Tanner Morgan of his earlier earlier in his career. He looks a lot better now. Um, yeah. It also helps to have a great running back in Mo Ibrahim. And, you know, Ibrahim's back and looking true to form again. Um, so the offense right now is clicking, and Tanner Morgan's at the helm. So his stock is up. Yeah. Uh, who's your stock down pick? Uh, I'm going with the whole Indiana Hoosiers team. The whole <laughs> state of Indiana, everything. I had so much faith in Indiana last week, talking about how they could even be 7-1 and one at one point. Mm. And they go ahead and get blown out by the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> it's now seven wins out the window, whatever. They're, uh, they're not good. Stock's down. Sell it, sell it. (laughs) After one game, just sell it all. Hey, they could still be seven and one. I mean, (laughs) not gonna happen. (laughs) You just really let down by Indiana. It's ah, well, that's. I mean, they fell behind, so they're kind of having to air it up. But when your uh, quarterback has more incomplete passes than completions, it's not good. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, just selling Indiana. Selling Indiana. Uh, yeah. That shit's that, about into the hype. Was my yeah, fault. Yeah, that love affair only lasted a week. It's yeah. disappointing. It's longer <laughs> than some last. So. <laughs> All right, my pick this week. Speaking of love affairs, I think uh, the love affair might be rubbing uh, coming to an end up in Mich- uh, Michigan State. Mel Tucker, uh, the the luster is starting to wear off. Um, I. It, it just shows that Kenneth Walker was everything to that team last year. And I think they really, um, it, it, not to say it was a fluke. I mean, he was really good, but he really, you know, he was a generational type talent and uh, getting to 11 wins. I, they're not even going to sniff 11 wins this year. They'd be lucky to win eight, as we said. Mm-hmm. And and I think they might've jumped the gun a little bit on his, on his 10 year extension. Yeah. I mean, boy, I mean, he should be uh, he should be just uh, thanking thanking the AD for that one. Uh, yeah. But and look at their upcoming schedule at Maryland, which looks like a really a tough game now, especially if coming after two losses. You got to really pick yourself up after that. Then Ohio State, then Wisconsin, then at Michigan. <laughs> it's a really tough stretch for Michigan State. I don't know where they're going to get some wins in there, but it's going to really it's going to 
test Tucker's uh, coaching abilities in the next few weeks. So uh, right now, uh, his stock is way down. All of all of Michigan State stock is way down, but he's the head coach. He's the guy in charge. He's the guy that's getting paid ninety five million dollars. You know that yeah, ninety five million dollars sketch. Yeah, so he can take the heat and uh, and that uh, all that Tuck coming stuff and all that stuff on Twitter and all that. That's gonna take a take a little step back this week. I think they gonna get a little bit a little bit quieter from Spartan Spartan fans this week. Um, but yeah, all right. That's our stock up, stock down picks. Corey, you probably just jinxed Iowa's defense uh, now that they've uh, you picked them for the stock up. So oh. they'll be your stock down next week, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> all right, our final segment I'm tonight. I start playing that to my advantage against whoever the Badgers play next week. That's right. Yeah, start doing that. Yeah. All right, our final segment tonight is a uh, quick week five preview. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, but uh, Michigan is finally leaving the state of Michigan, um, and they go on their first road trip to Iowa. Um, I think the Iowa offense will have a very hard time scoring on the Michigan defense. It's not a night game. It's Kinnick, but it's not a night game, which seems to be a little bit extra voodoo there. Uh, but I, I think Michigan should come out and, and win this game. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too, yeah. They're going to have tough sledding down there. It's probably going to be, you know, like seven to three at half. It's going to be a pretty low scoring affair, but Iowa just can't score enough points. And even as good as their defense is, they'll struggle to hold Michigan to under a touchdown, which is basically what they'd have to do to win. Yeah. They better hope to get three offensive, you know, or three defensive touchdowns yeah. this week. And that's just not going to happen. Not yeah. against Michigan. Michigan takes care of the ball. Yeah. So, all right, and then another could be pivotal game in the West, uh, Big Ten West, Purdue at Minnesota. What do you think about that one? Uh, Minnesota's probably going to walk. They they play pretty well at home for the most part, and Purdue, although they're doing all right, they're still struggling just a little bit right now. So I think uh, Minnesota will probably win that game pretty easy. They should, but... Again, the weird West. Um, something weird could happen. Uh, I don't know. Aiden O'Connell's going to have to come back, I think, for them to have a chance in this one. Yeah, I don't um, think the backup's going to cut it yeah. on the road. Yeah, it's going to uh, – if he's if he doesn't play, you can count Purdue pretty much out. Um, but it just depends on his injury. Like I said, I didn't read anything. What, what I read was undisclosed injury, so don't know what it actually is. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what, how the week progresses and if we get any updates on that. Uh, Illinois at Wisconsin. I'll open the floor up to you. How do you think the Badgers will bounce back next week? I thought it was – I mean, I had this marked as an easy W early in the season, but now we're kind of going two different directions at the moment. Illinois is playing some of their better football and on the way up, and we're kind of on the way down after just getting smashed. But I don't know. I think the team will show up. This is actually a pretty decent rivalry between the states, Wisconsinites, and people from Illinois. So I think the team will get up for it. And being at home, they should be able to pull off a win. But it's not going to be impressive, and it probably won't be by more than seven points. It's Bert's uh, return trip to Madison. Yeah, his first, his first time homecoming. back. 
Yep. Yeah, so I think that that will work in our favor too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I mean we said it. We don't think Illinois is that good. Yeah, they're playing playing decent right now, the three and one, but they beat Chattanooga. Chattanooga is one of the better FCS teams, but I mean they took care of business, but it's not a powerhouse. Right. Uh, so they haven't been, and they lost to Indiana, who is now on your you know your S list. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I I think Wisconsin. You know, they're going to want to get that, you know, Ohio State loss behind them. Um, I, I think, think they'll, they'll establish the run early and just keep pounding Illinois. Yeah. Eventually having their way with them at the end, win by a touchdown, 10 points or so. Yeah. Like you said, an ugly game, but, you know, Badgers should come out and win. Yeah. Um, at home, you know, they got to get up for because they, they know they, they're backs are against the wall now they can't lose too many more of these games and still have a decent season mm. uh so this this one has to be it's like a almost in borderline must win for them yeah and then our last game we'll talk about real quick michigan state at maryland i think maryland wins this one i, I just hands down i don't think Mich- I don't, not believing in michigan state i don't i think they're going to lose a third straight game i think the terps are pretty good pretty good they took Michigan down to the wire. Yeah. I'm all in I, on the Terps. I agree with you there. I think this one comes down to quarterback play. And I think to his brother at Maryland's good enough to uh pick apart that Michigan State secondary. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's one of the better teams in in or, excuse me, one of the better quarterbacks in the uh in the Big Ten. So mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not good news for the Michigan State secondary. I think he'll light them up for at least two, three touchdowns, and they have a pretty good run game too. So I, I don't know. I don't know what Michigan State's going to be able to do. I think it's going to be a real tough game for them to try to bounce back. I thought they were going to show better against Minnesota this week. I thought after their loss out west, uh, yeah, that they, they might wake them up. Yeah, but they didn't even show up for that game yesterday so i i think they're gonna have a real tough time maryland's gonna you know it it's gonna be a real tough game and maryland wants a big win they they don't get too many big wins at the big 10 over one of the you know the supposed top four teams in in the big 10 east so this is a big one for them um and and they're gonna go all out for it and i i have a lot of confidence that they'll end up winning this game all right, well, that's our show for the night. Uh, wrapping things up, just want to remind everybody, uh, we are available on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, pretty much anywhere you want to get your podcasts. Um, thanks again for everybody that's listening. Um, if you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review on Apple or rate us five stars on Spotify. Uh, and remember to subscribe and spread the word to your friends and family. So, Corey, thanks again for joining me tonight. Uh, I hope it's a better week uh, for you next week and Wisconsin wins. I hope so. <laughs> I hope things can't get much worse, but you never know. Hey, at least the Packers won today, right? Yeah, that's true. That was good. Yeah. So They, they kind of tried to choke that one away and brought it down to the wire, but they pulled it off. A W is a W. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Corey. Yep, see ya. All right, catch you guys next week.